So this is a prologue to the podcast that you're listening to. I um, I completely botched up the dates in regards to the, the time that I wrote this wrote the uh, the blog I talk about it at the very beginning of this podcast. I wrote the blog on March the twelfth, twenty twenty one. So not March the twelfth, twenty twelve. I'm not that far ahead of my time, <laughs> but I'm not that guy. Okay, so please. The blog was written on March the 12th, 2021. Please forego what I say in regards to the dates. 2012, no, I'm not that far ahead of my time. I'm not David Icke. All right, thanks very much. Enjoy the podcast. Kia ora and welcome to Oho Ake Books. By now, if you don't know who I am, then I'm unfortunately I'm not going to tell you who I am. I'm just this guy. And today I want to go deep. I want to go so deep that I've decided to get into a costume, as I do when I go deep. I want to make this quite light and, not, and even though it's going to be quite heavy and deep and quite intense and quite fucking mind blowing. I'm not going to skim around the rabbit hole rim. I'm going to go down to the fucking warren, right down into the bottom of it. And I thought, well, the way I do this is obviously take it a bit lightly, have some fun with it, because what I'm going to talk about is deep and is dark and is fucking wild. So, yep, here I go. I'm going to go right down that rabbit hole, plunge down it into the warren, and I'm not going to piss around. So let's just go out to the beginning and start here and go through the process, and I'll talk about... This interesting perspective that I have through the information that I've researched the last couple of years and what's coming to light now through the work of people like Gigi Young, amazing. Go to her Mars Mysteries YouTube documentary series and watch it all the way through. This is That's a companion to this, to this uh, podcast and this video. Do watch it. Fantastic research. Top notch and an amazing intuitive psychic intuitive consultant and an intuitive te- teacher, ggyoung.com. Okay, so in March the 12th, 2021, in my epic foray into exposing this health crisis narrative, and of course, in that exposure of the health crisis narrative, I also exposed the end game, where they were going with us, where the forces, the powers that be were going to go with us, what they wanted to do with it, and where they were going to go to. And in this particular blog that I wrote in 2012, March 12, 2012, the blog was called PCR Swabs, Nasal or Anal. Now, remember this. In China, they were using anal PCR swabs on fucking school children. Now, how about human rights right there in China? Forget about them. They don't fucking exist. Anal, nanotech delivered into your intestine or your cribriform plate into your brain via the PCR test, right? In this uh, blog, I made it quite clear that all the technology was there, all of it was there for this system, for this control system to go about using that technology, nanotech technology, to deliver it into the human body through injectables, and through PCR swaps, and through rat tests, to put this technology, nanotech, on, onto these swabs, 
and then utilize it as a delivery system to get that tech into human bodies. But in that blog, I didn't go just talk about that. I talked about thermogrippers too, which is also a delivery system that these scientists had been had created in a, in a university in the United States that could deliver drugs to certain parts of the body. Well, the mRNA gene therapy shots that have been brought out in 2020, 2021, they're not vaccines. They're an experimental gene therapy. And we are in phase three of the clinical trials until May 2023 of this mRNA injection. Experimental gene therapy. It's not a vaccination. It's an experimental gene therapy. The creator of that of the technology said it himself. Was it Robert Malone? He said it himself that it is an experimental gene therapy. Which brings me to this point. Oh my God! I've got this. Before I continue, last Sunday I woke up in the morning, and my left shoulder and ball socket felt like it was going to explode and I thought oh my god I popped the top of my rib cage out of my out, out on my back side of my butt my back or my front side or I've cracked my clavicle or collarbone because the pain was so intense I've worked through it all week and I'm still having these waves of pain going up shooting up my clavicle into my neck I'm thinking it's the vagus nerve or I've popped a rib out, I'm still having these moments where I'm in extreme pain. So forgive me if I breathe heavily through this podcast, video cast. Okay, so in my blog, I made it quite clear that the patterns were all there for injectable technology to be used in these jabs, right? In these jabs. And Klaus Schwab came out in 2016, the World Economic Forum from Davos came forward in 2016 and said that by 2030, and he's not the only one, the whole singularity, new world religion coming out of Silicon Valley, Ray Kurzweil, these futurist nut jobs like Ray Kurzweil and Yuval Noah Harari, these, these nut jobs who believe that by 2030 we will have an interface between digital technology and the biology of humans, and be able to hack human biology through this interface, right? Which is crazy, but you know what? I'm going to get to a point in this, this podcast, in this video cast, where I'm going to show you, and, and you can decide for yourself. I'm not telling anyone what's going on. You have to decide for yourself whether this is happening or not. It's your, discern, your discernment. That's the whole idea behind this. You discern for yourself. I'm only giving the information and pointing you in the direction to look at the, uh, you for yourself and to research into. But these corporations who have the patents for this injectable technology through nanotech, self-assembling nanotech, we know for a fact many laboratories around the world have discovered self-assembling nanotech in these jabs, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, J&J, they found self-assembling nanotech, especially in Pfizer, now to end these jabs, right? They've discovered laboratories all over the world. Quinta Coloma from Spain was one of the first laboratories to find this out, to discover this. But there are many laboratories since that have tested the scientific hypothesis that there is this tech in there and have found it, including several in this country, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Right? What's it for? 
What's that tech for? Now, if you look at the patterns that I wrote about in that blog for March 12th, 2021, I make it quite clear what that tech's for. And the last part of that, the last pattern of, the, of that te- of, of those patterns was a pattern for nanotech biological interface with a cryptocurrency. With a cryptocurrency. Now, isn't that interesting? How we get the Bank of International Settlements coming out last year and saying we're going to go to CBD, CB, Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDCs. We're going to move towards that. And apparently, if the news is just correct, 90% of the world's countries, leaders, not the people in the country themselves, want to go to using Central Bank Digital Currencies. Hmm. Think about that for a moment. Just ponder on that for one moment. Central bank digital currencies, countries, leaders, put that in quotation marks, sucker puppets, probably more like it, want to enable the use of central bank digital currencies in their countries, get rid of cash, and this, there's a patent for the use of but now tech in people's bodies that will be able to interface with central bank digital currencies. Has that happened in 2020, 2021, and in 2022? Have people had that tech injected into their bodies now? That's one stage. It's one level of this. It's just one level. The next level is this. Think about this as well. If you've had that tech put into your body and it's altered mRNA, it's been put into your body, it's a novel gene therapy. If it has changed your DNA and you are no longer homo sapien sapien, what the fuck are you? What are you? What are you all of a sudden? What are you if you're no longer homo sapien sapien? If your DNA has been changed and you're no longer homo sapien sapien, you become something else. But not only that, if they've changed your DNA with the use of this tech and they've got patterns in your body and you'll change your DNA, do you, does your body even belong to you anymore? Or does your body belong to these corporations that have put this shit, this toxic sludge, and this gene-altering therapy into your body, and due to the law being nine-tenths of the, nine-tenths of the law in regards to possession is the law, is your body, if you've had this procedure, now belong to a corporation? Are you part of the Internet of Things? You know, it's it's... To me, it just blows my mind that people would go ahead and do this with the researchers without questioning, first of all, without questioning the idea of taking a novel gene therapy. They, they dressed it up and called it a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. It never was a vaccine. It's a novel gene therapy. That's exactly what it is. It's not a vaccination. They've dressed it up and made it into one. They've re- redefined vaccinations which to me is just incredible, absolutely mad. But hey, you know what? We're in a world where people have gone mad. They've gone crazy. And that's the way it is. But for me, this is just the very surface of it. When I look at this as well, when I look at the situation, I see what also, what's happening is that this is a situation where we have of above as so below. And in the book United, that I wrote in 2016, I write about the hypothesis or the information, the perception, that's my perception, 
that the AI that has infiltrated the interdimensional beings that truly control the system on this planet, on this simulation, that truly control it, have been infiltrated with an interdimensional form of AI. As above, so below. They want to put that technology into human bodies so that they can be controlled into a hive mind connected to that AI. That was what I wrote about in that book, United. That's what I wrote about, that technology. Now, if we come to a place where we look at this this progenitor, this, this is where we get crazy, and this is where we go down the rabbit hole, but this is nothing new. This has become mainstream now. You can see this in Ancient Aliens, and you can see it on other Gaia TV and other fucking horseshit programs like that, stations or what do they call channels. The Anunnaki. So the, the myth of, of the Anunnaki, right, came to us through the work of Zachariah Sitchin. Now, thanks to Gigi Young's amazing work with the Mars Mysteries, I come to learn, and I also discovered this a few month, few weeks ago, actually, that Zachariah Sitchin, his work was sponsored by none other than the Rockefellers, eugenicists, right? When it comes to, like, top of the fucking pyramid in the human form, when it comes to the control system, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are right at the very top of that. They might be the bagmen for the real power behind the curtain in regards to human form, but they are the top. So the Rockefellers funded Zachariah Sitchin's work, and Zachariah Sitchin was a fucking con artist. He was nothing that he said he was. He's got a degree in economics. He's not an archaeologist. He, isn't, I mean, he deciphered cuneiform texts, and he got it completely wrong. If you look at Gigi Ray Young's work, you'll see that he got it completely fucking wrong. He was full of shit. He was full of shit. He was basically coming to a place where he was taking on the ideology, taking on the ideology of the, the Nazis, the occult Nazi propaganda that came out of the second out of the out of the beginning of the Nazi party and the Second World War and it continued on through the Thule and the Viril Society. He was taking their ideology that they were the superior race, that this, this interdimensional beings from Aldebaran had come to planet called Maldek in our solar system solar system, which is now destroyed by an asteroid strike. And they went to, to enter Mars and then came to this planet here. And they were the progenitor race that created human bodies with, a, with the, the, the genetic tampering with an ape-like creature to create a human form, right? And these Nazis believed themselves to be the descendants of these, of these beings that came here from Aldebaran. And they were, the Nazi party believed, and Nazis believed that they were the superior race as Connor McLeod says in Highlander, whatever you say, Jack, you're the superior race. And they believe themselves to be the superior race. And Sitchin came out with this whole continuation after many years of it going back, well, many, many years of that ideology vanishing into the woodwork. He brought it back out of the woodwork and gave it a whole new dust off, dusted it off and made it look nice and pretty and brought it out along with Eric Von Daniken, who, you know, I at some point, really liked his work. Now, by looking more and look into this guy, and the more the expose that Gigi Young's done on, his, on, on him himself, I can see that he was a fucking fraudster, a huckster, and a fucking liar as well. So he was also with ties to Nazis. One of the people that helped write his book was a ghost writer who was a, had ties to the Nazi propaganda. How crazy is that? So once again, it comes back to the Nazis. 
the Nazis and with the with the Nazi technology with the the Hans Kamla Kammerstab secret wonder waffle wonder weapons from Pilsen and Skoda, bringing forth that technology out into taking it into the United States from from the Czech Republic, what was the Czech Republic now, but it wasn't then, it was Czechoslovakia, and out of southern Germany, to the United States, where it could be utilised by intelligence agencies like the CIA for a fake alien invasion, because all that tech was basically Nazi tech taken and back-engineered and obviously improved upon with the help of the Nazi scientists taken from Germany to the United States under paperclip to continue their research and funded very well by the United States government and the CIA to create that tech, to create this false narrative of these progenitor gods and this alien invasion, horseshit, huckster shit, but Eric von Daniken is another character, if you look at Gigi Young's work on the Mars Mysteries, that purports this whole progenitor situation and makes and brings out this whole idea of like this progenitor species came from Aldebaran, or species beings came from Aldebaran, fucked with the DNA of apes, made these human forms, and then by doing that, basically <laughs> basically created Homo sapiens sapiens, a slave race to work for them. And, of course, the Nazis were the masters. They were the descendants of the masters, so they were the master race. And everyone else was just a fucking slave. Incredible. But the more I looked into this, I was like, oh, my God, and I can see this all coming together. I can see how this is all working, how it's all coming together, how the idea of putting this tech into human bodies was to create what they call the super Lulu. Now, Lulu, according to Sitchin's, Sitchin's research, means slave. A Lulu was the first human be- be- being created. The Lulu was the slave. The Super Lulu has got this injectable tech, tech in their bodies, which which bitches them up to fucking AI, which is, in my perception, is the Archontic AI. I told you I was going to go deep on this one. Bitches it up to a hive mind. And, and through technology, through the interface of the biology and the technology, to create this hive mind situation when we have large swathes of the human race, human beings, bodies, talking to this technology, talking to this AI, and the AI talking to the human body. Now think of the Spartans in, the, in, that, in that, uh, that game Halo, or and think of the Spartans in the TV series Halo, where basically they have, they are bitched up to tech, big time, and they're basically just robots, human robots. Moving around, doing what they're told, superhuman strength, blah, 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 blah. You get my drift, right? Which brings me to one of the people, one of the information sources I've been following for years. And I have a question about this. Barbara Marciniak and the Pleiadians, who for me have been instrumental in my conscious awakening experience, and maybe, just maybe, they've brought me to where I am today, and for me to understand this and to see that through their own game, through their own game, potentially, to bring to this place where I am now, because I'm beginning to see maybe there's a Pleiadian deception here, there might be a deception going on here, because they buy into the Zachariah Sitchin fucking fable as well, they tell us that we are the Lulu, we, we, we were created by, by these progenitor gods called the Anunnaki, who have, have a reptilian countenance, right, maybe, just maybe, they were pranksters 
and take me to taking us, those of us who are waking up to a place where we get to see the real game. They show us not the whole picture, but some of the picture. I don't know. They did say the Pleiadians who have come here through Baba Marciniak are an avian-looking like species in the Pleiades, apparently. Avian-looking. Now, that reminds me of the blue chickens from Corey Good, which is absolute horseshit. And it's been proven to be so. Dark journalist tore that one a new asshole. Absolute lies. Complete bullshit. Completely made up. Did he get the blue avians from the Pleiadians from Baba Marciniak? Because apparently the Pleiadians who, talk, who channeled through Baba Marciniak are... Avian looking. Did he get, did Corey Good get that from the Pleiadians? From Barbara Marciniak's work with the Pleiadians. Did he get that? Is that where he got his blue chickens from? <laughs> I don't know, but I digress. So they buy into the Zachary Sitchin myth, the fable. They buy into the fable. They don't go into the mystery school. And this is the most important thing, I think. The more I understand this, the more I do my own research and get into this whole thing, this whole... Gnosis, this knowledge, the mystery school knowledge that we get from, from in the 20th century from Edgar, Edgar Casey and Rudolf Steiner about the spheres being multidimensional, not being 3D, not being simply in 3D so they look dead to us. In 3D, the planets look dead to us. But a multidimensional existence, these planets could well and truly be alive and well and thriving with life. And the mystery school, so you pass through the spheres in the solar system like a school. Your soul, your consciousness passes through these spheres like you're passing through a school system, like grade to grade to grade to grade to grade. And then, and that's how you evolve. That's how, a spirit, that's, how, that's how your spirit evolves. And the cosmic game goes beyond that with each planetary sphere going through its own initiations, its own levels of consciousness, its own devolution and evolution through, 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 through dimensions and through frequencies, which is even more crazy and wild, but it's the nature of source energy and first cause. It moves in its mysterious and beautiful ways. And that these planetary spheres all have their own cosmic journey, but their own evolution, evolutionary process. And the beings that live in those levels of existence can often come to our, into our dimension, into our sphere of influence, and influence people, influence souls, influence, be guides, can be, can be forms of consciousness that appear as craft. I've seen a lot of those around. But they can come into this sphere, and into this dimension for a very short time, and then leave it, right? So the Pleiadians don't mention any of this. They don't talk about any of this information. In fact, they bring us back into that dense fable of Zachary Sitch and Eric von Daniken, the, the, the chariots of the gods, the Aldebaranian, we are the master race. We came here, we, we created human beings. They play into that fable, play into that lie, and they don't go into the place where they actually identify and say, hey, you know what? This is all bullshit. The real essence of it is the mystery school teachings that you will find in the work of Rudolf Steiner, Anthroposophy, Giga Casey, and others as well. That's the real essence of what evolution is, really is, and that's how it works. There is no progenitor species. The planet itself, the planetary consciousness, actually has humans, humans that, have, that have formed here due to the nature of the planetary consciousness. The planetary consciousness will create a form a higher form to interact with it due to the nature of who or what it is. 
wherever it is. So, for example, at a, in a golden age, the human form that formed here on this planet due to the planetary consciousness being in a higher level of consciousness was less dense than it is today. In this age we are in now, this iron age, this really dense age, the human body is dense. Our biological, biological human genetic spacesuits are super dense. But at a time in the golden age, when the planetary consciousness was at a higher elevation, our bodies were basically etheric, mist almost, plasma, almost like wispy, like translucent ghost-like images, phantasma, phantasma. We weren't solid because we were in a much lighter frequency band. And that's what humans were created through the planetary consciousness, not from progenitor species. But the progenitor species that we think of, there were had, definitely were interactions between interdimensionals that came to this planet during those ages and interacted with the beings that were here and the, and the more solid forms at some point. Yes, indeed, there was genetic tampering with certain species that were here at, in more dense ages. That's a fact. We know that. That's a fact. There has been tampering. And it's happening right now all over again. It's happening. What happened in Atlantis is happening right now due to the nature of this whole technological rollout of this health crisis and these, this new tech, the mRNA novel. It's not very novel. It's probably been done, been done before. I'd say it's probably been done thousands and thousands of years ago. They're doing it all over again. They've, got their, they've ironed out all their, all their problems and all their issues with this, with this technology, and they're trying to do it all over again. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the case. So it brings me to the point where I think that maybe the Palladians are trying to trick me into awakening to this. I'm hoping that's the case because if I've been deceived by these beings for the last, well, since 1995, then this deception has gone super fucking deep for me and I have to reevaluate my entire gnosis, my knowledge of, and of course, I know nothing. I'm only just perceiving what I perceive right now. I don't believe anything. I only perceive what I perceive right now. I'm open. My mind and my heart are open to life. So yeah, I told you, we are going deep, but I'm going 100 miles an hour because the pain threshold on my shoulder right now is fucking killing me. So, all right, next level. All right, let's go down even further. Let's go down even further. Now, to me, what I see here is that this technology, I've said this before in other videos, this technology that's been, that's been used today in these medical procedures is about creating a trap for consciousness. A trap for consciousness. That consciousness being the consciousness that occupies our body. It's taking us out of sync with the organic timeline of this evolution of our spheres, of our planet, as it goes from a, from a place of density into a place of much more lightness. I see this happening, and in order for this to happen, we need to go on and we need to ride this wave of evolution, this, this planetary cosmic evolution. We need to be on a more organic timeline, which means basically we choose to have a more organic life. We don't buy into the synthetic, pharmaceutical, EMF. We have a more natural existence. We have a more connective existence to the planetary consciousness. And by doing that, we evolve with the planetary sphere into a, into a new age, a transition, an age of transition to eventual, into, eventually into a golden age, where if we are going to stay here, we will incarnate into that golden age 
in a very much in a very lighter and less dense body. But but for some people who have taken this medical procedure, I see it as being a trap. My perception is it's a trap. Now, if you look at the Rudolf Steiner's work with the Eight Sphere, one of the most one of the most arcane and also interesting mystery school secrets. The Eight Sphere is a technological hell world, in my perception. That is that was created very next to the very close to the Earth, a hack of the Earth itself on some level, but in a deep inversion of what we're experiencing here. Even though this is an inversion of the hack of the real Earth, I think in some on some level as well, this is also a hack, but a hack on the hack of the real Earth. And that consciousness that now has been taken on this medical procedure. My question, my not necessarily the case, but I question this: Has that technology? that's been injected into people, that has cut them off from their ability to connect to the greater force of the planetary consciousness, if that is the case, and that is the means for doing it in the first place, has that cut people off from the ability to evolve with the planet in an organic sense, in a timeline that will take them into a, into a level of less density? Has it stopped them from having that process when they die and leave their bodies? Are they going to reincarnate into the eighth sphere? Are there other people who have had this medical procedure who have lost their ability to connect to the planetary consciousness and also by doing that to the cosmic game that's played out in the solar system of evolution through the spheres? Has this happened? When they took, has what happened now due to the nature of them having this particular medical procedure, have they lost the ability to incarnate and back into this cycle, this organic timeline? Will they incarnate into the eighth sphere? Think of the matrix. It's probably a good example of that. Will they incarnate into a matrix-like situation where they are just basically in pods with their minds in a VR reality where they think they are experiencing life but they are basically just being harvested for their energy, for their consciousness as energy to propagate the existence of the simulation on a level that we cannot even fucking imagine. <sighs> you know, if life is but a dream within a dream, that's the that's a fucking nightmare within a nightmare. And my question is, is this what's happened with technology? Is this what's happened for people that have taken this medical procedure? Have they gone to a place where they've that they just, you know, unwillingly surrendered their free will to an offer that's given to them that's taking them down a road that they don't want to go down to because they don't want to go down but if they knew where they're going to but for some of them it's just too late it's too late i don't know i don't know i, I don't know and this is my and these are my questions i ask these are questions that i ask because i think that these these beings are so technologically advanced in regards to where they want to take this energy and where they want to, how they want to utilize consciousness, they understand that their empire. I'm talking about the progenitors, the, the progenitors. I'm talking about the interdimensional beings that have, have have now got control over society and the culture, the global culture, on some level due to the nature of the free will and the acquiescence of people into the system, into the narrative. Do they have a technological means? to actually harvest consciousness and put that consciousness into a simulation, like the metaverse, but a whole lifetime of that, 
harvest consciousness, can disconnect it from the organic timeline, put it into an artificial synthetic timeline, so it reincarnates into bodies, well, reincarnates into a body that's in a pod or in a in a body of in a, in a avatar of of, its, of this of this cultures of this technological culture, these progenitor interdimensionals progenitor I say that loosely uh, into into an avatar that allows them to keep their consciousness occupied in a dimension in a world where they are harvesting those body those that consciousness for the simulation to continue itself by milking those bodies, milking those, that consciousness with the densest vibrations possible, fear, anxiety, shame, sorrow, guilt, anxiety, anything that relates to a dense vibration, they are milking those bodies, they are milking that consciousness. Now, I don't know, but it seems to me as if the game is being played here on multiple levels, multiple levels, and my, me looking at this and the way I'm looking at it right now, as I've just given you in this podcast and this video cast, is that it's once again it comes down to a multiple leveled game of multidimensional chess. It's played on so many levels. There are so many potentials, or they are all being played at the same time. But I don't know. These are all just questions that I'm asking. These are just all just questions that I'm asking. But I would recommend that you check out G.G. Young's work on YouTube, The Mars Mysteries. The whole series, fantastic work for really down incredible information on this whole idea that the new religion that we are going to be facing in the next few years is that the progenitors came from Mars and the progenitors are the, are the leaders of this control system and they will tell us that they are, they are the progenitors, they are the leaders, they are the, they are the descendants of this progenitor race, which is in the end the Nazi ideology and it came way before that. It came way before that. It came from Babylon originally, and sooner before that. That's where it originally came from. So maybe Sitchin got that right, in my perspective. Everything else, it's a fable. I really feel that now. So this could also be one of my last podcasts. I mean, uh, for me as well, I've really enjoyed this experience of doing this. For the last year, I've really had a good time doing it. I have put out some really, really interesting information. I've also done my best to give people who, who support me in regards to my work the opportunity to know more about me and know about my conscious awakening experiences and to maybe discern for themselves some of my experiences over the last, year, last well, 30 years, 40, 35 years of my life, I guess, probably more than that actually, of my life experience in this body and get some value from what I'm talking about. Maybe there's something in there that you can you can find yourself that would bring value into your creative processes, into your spiritual awakening processes, into your conscious and personal development, or might send you down a path of discovery that you might find for yourself, something that rings true to you through your own discernment. But for me, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror. I don't feel like I'm actually getting the support that I actually want in regards to be able to do this full time. I have it. Like I've got a day hustle that I'm doing full time at the moment. I'm doing this part time, and I can't do it full time. I can't do both. I should say I can't do both. I just don't have the energy for it anymore. I really don't. I mean, I love doing this kind of stuff. It's fun to do, but at the same, at the same breath, my body's 
needing more rest, shall we say. I'm working too much and doing too much. I'm working between 45 and 65 hours a week. And I've been doing this for I've been doing, doing this for years and years on end, and it's just taking its toll on me. And I just really feel like I just all I really want to do is just get back on the road again, to be honest, and start traveling. And that for me, due to the nature of my decision not to have a particular medical procedure, the places I can actually go to without putting, as I said at the very beginning of this podcast and the very beginning of this video cast, without putting a delivery system up my fucking nose, places I can go to in the world are almost. The rest, or I can count them on one fucking hand, let's put it that way. I can get to London probably without taking a PCR test if I was if I was able to work it. And then from there I can get to Mexico, I can get to El Salvador, and I can get to Costa Rica. And if I got to those three countries, I think I wouldn't fucking leave them. I'd stay there because that's paradise to me. For me, the whole idea of doing all this now is becoming... You know, I've really enjoyed the experience of doing it, but I don't have the support. I don't have the traction in my life to be able to do this full time. I don't have the I don't have the the support, and I don't have the, I don't have the traction to be and the in the energy and the enthusiasm to do it full time anymore, or to do not even full time to do it part time anymore. Because for me, it's just taking up all my time, and I want to get out more and travel more and hike more and just have more experiences that are in nature. That are in nature. I've done hundreds of videos. I've done almost 50 podcasts. I've written 14 books. I've written, I've done two spoken word albums. 2022 could be my swan song year. You know, if I got the support to be able to do this full time, I would do it full time. But I don't have it. I don't have it. I've done my best to create this situation, and now I'm at a place where I feel as though I have to really reassess. And because all I want to do now is get back into nature, hike, travel, swim, surf skydive, Rob Banks, point break styles, you know, I want to be fucking Bodhi, that's who I want to be, I want to be Bodhi, I want to rob Banks, hey, we've got no cash anymore, we're all, C- we're all CBD, CC, with CB, CD, what the fuck is it, Central Bank, Digital Currencies, CBDCs, now there's no more cash, fuck, what am I going to steal, <laughs> going into banks, and there's no more cash, <laughs> that would be the most comical thing ever. Running into a bank, trying to steal money from a bank, and there's no more cash anymore. If now all central bank digital currencies, me wearing a mask, everyone laughing at me, going like, "This guy's trying to rob us." We haven't got a goddamn cent in here. Not one cent. Not ten cents. Not five cents. Twenty cents. Fifty cents. Not even a fucking dollar note. Everything. The whole banking system would just collapse. Think about it. If we go to central bank, I'm going on a tangent here. If we go to central bank digital currencies, what's the point of having banks that you can walk into? What's the point? Why well, don't need them anymore? So all those people that have got jobs in banks will be gone. They'll be done. You don't need them anymore because everything will be tied to the bank of international settlements and reserve and reserve banks. So there'll be no need for banks anymore. Think about that for a moment. And if there's no more need for banks and we don't have cash anymore, there's no more need for ATMs. So how the fuck do I rob anybody? Ah, my point break dream just fucking burst in front of me. Well, you got to see that live, and uh, I have to go now because my shoulder is literally... It's not great. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to me ramble on. I really appreciate it. And for those of you who have listened to my podcast and watched my video casts, I really appreciate that too. This one was off the cuff and completely crazy and wild, and I went really, really deep with it. But I think it was about time that I did. And uh, I, I feel as though there's a lot of questions in there for people who look into this information. 
and look into it deeply. There's a lot of information in there to look at. The Gigi Young work, the Rudolf Steiner work, the Edgar Casey work on the planetary spheres and the evolution of the planetary spheres and the schools that we have through these planetary spheres that our consciousness takes in the organic timelines through the ages is really important work to look at, I feel. I really feel it's super important work to look at. The Anunnaki fable myth, Zachariah Sitchin stuff, kick that fucking shit into touch. Think about that. It's all absolute rubbish. It's all Nazi ideology, and it always comes back to those fucking Nazi party motherfuckers, doesn't it? You fucks. And, of course, Klaus Schwab has got Nazi ties as well. So, once again, fucking Nazis. Yeah, it comes down to fucking Nazis. Which puts me in a place where I feel as though at some point I should finish that book I started where I kick some Nazi fucking butt in rigmarole with Dick Swab. Maybe I should get that book finished before I fucking call it a day because wouldn't it be great to write a book that shows how the Nazi party survivors, the Nazi international, have their fucking ass kicked once and for all and uh, we can live our lives in a place of expansion, love, harmony and peace without the whole ideology that comes around with these nut jobs who came out of Germany, who came out of Babylon, who came out of Suma, you know. Fucking hell, Nazis. Always fucking Nazis. And with that, I'll leave it there. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. I truly appreciate it. Mateo. Wow.